0: Radios.com check check by twowayradios.com Recorded almost live Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two-Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feemster, And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll discuss the rising profile of the TYT-THUV88 dual-band analog two-way radio, and whether or not it really is a top contender to replace the Baofeng UV5R as the world's most popular portable. Plus, we'll provide an update on the Ocean KG805G GMRS radio. Tell you about the entire line of President CB and amateur radios. Look at power supplies and discuss the China shipping situation. We'll also take some of your comments and questions from our blog and our forum at TwoWayRadioForum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buy twowayradios.com, your radio specialist. In Episode 147 of the Two-Way Radio Show, we introduced the TYT-THUV88, a dual-band analog portable handheld radio for amateur use. At the time, we were impressed with its capabilities and speculated whether or not it could become a serious competitor of the ever-popular Baofeng UV-5R. Recently, the THUV-88 went through a couple of changes that may or may not affect our previous evaluation of this radio. Considering this, is the TYT THUV-88 really a Baofeng UV-5R killer? Yeah, when we first talked
1: about this radio, I believe uh, it was right after we sent an email out um, introducing the UV-88, and um, we kind of jokingly called it a, a UV-5R killer, and uh, the radio started getting some attention after that email. But in the last month, I think the um, attention to this radio from the internet as a whole has just increased dramatically. We've seen tons of interest from people about the radio. I think that we legitimately can say this This might be a UV-5R killer at this point. What do you think?
2: I agree. Okay, yeah, I absolutely agree that it's a, a UV-5R killer. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm kind of come from the school of I like new. I like new things, and I think – you know, there's very few things in this life that we live that are um stay great for a long time. And I'm all about change and and and, and new. Um and I think um I don't know if I was getting bored with the UV five R or what, but this UV eighty eight after um playing with it for about two months now, I I think it is safe to say it's a UV five R killer.
1: You know, I see the same sort of sentiment that you're expressing there um when I talk to people and see what they're talk- talking about online. I think that people are kind of ready for something to replace the UV5R as the cheap quote unquote radio to the the a cheap go-to radio. Um and the UV88 does have some advantages. What what I see um pointed out uh, time and time again are the, the way it looks and the, the durability of it. And, um, it has, it seems to be better transmitting radio. Like the, the UV5R has some spurious emission issues that the UV88 doesn't have. People seem to like that. So it's more of a compliant radio. There are some reasons that people have other than we're just sick of the UV5R for going with the UV88. But, uh, I think that's a big one too.
0: Well, in comparison to the specs between the two radios, they're pretty much the same for the most part, right? I would say
1: so. When you you look at what the radios do, the actual features of the radio, there there are um, a few minor differences. Uh, I think there's a couple spots where uh, the UV88 has an advantage, um, and I would say that's build quality, durability, um, and uh, that it... Is compliant. I mean, it's, uh, there's a, there's a YouTube channel that, um, did a really good test on the UV5R. It's called Ham Radio in Action. Uh, it's ran by this guy named Brian and he put, um, the UV5R on a meter and you can see when you transmit, it also transmits out of, uh, out of band. And uh, technically you're not supposed to do that. That's, that's, um, a non-compliant, uh, thing. And the UV-88 doesn't do that. Um, so that's big. Also, uh, the firmware is updatable on the UV-88, which uh I think that's something we just found out a couple of weeks ago because uh, a user of ours, I believe, pointed out that scan wasn't working correctly on the uv eighty eight. We reported it to TYT the next day, they send us a, an updated firmware that can be flashed to the radios. I, I, I didn't even think for a second that this might be a firmware updatable radio by the end user. So I was so shocked by that.
2: That's what blew me away was I, I was actually the guy that, that took the call from the customer. And he's going, look, I've I've, I've keyed it up with uh, um, some different frequencies and it's not stopping. It's scanning. It appears to be scanning in the background, but it's not. And I went, oh, crap. What? You know, this is going to be a game changer. And I sent TYT a Skype message and said, hey, test this. And I tested it on my end and got the same thing. So it wasn't just his radio. It was happening on mine as well. And I went, oh, my gosh. This is – I mean, I was – expecting the worst and she came back and she said oh we figured it out here's here's a firmware update and i was like a firmware update i was thinking (laughs) oh my gosh i gotta send back x amount of radios because you know for guys that don't use scan it's not really that big of a deal but for those that do i'm gonna have to send all these radios back to tyt and they but they to have it a turnaround in 24 hours was just bonkers to me that was like this is awesome. This is absolutely awesome, and it fixed the problem. Quick firmware update. boom, the radio works as, it's, as you know it scans like it's supposed to.
1: And with the UV5R, we sell the UV5R, and firmware is a big concern. Uh, among users it's so much so that when we get a new shipment of uv5rs we check which firmware we got we note it on the website or we tell our sales department so when customers ask we can say oh this is the firmware version that we're shipping right now because customers are very curious about that firmware version because once you have a uv5r you're locked into that firmware forever with the uv88 that is just not a concern because it's updatable now, I, I guess you've got to make some allowances. Maybe they make a, a hardware change in the future. And uh, you know, that could have some impact as to whether you can update to certain versions or not. I I, I don't know for sure, but I uh it, that wouldn't surprise me. But for now,
0: it's it's completely firmware updatable. I think that's a huge, huge plus for the eighty-eight and a, a good reason to go with that over the 5R just just for the upgradability for that radio, because I I've had to answer so many questions in the past from uh, folks in the blog and the forums and 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 whatnot. Uh, even at some of the uh, uh, well, we go to some of the ham fests in the past, and people say, "Hey, you know, can can this be updated? Is it upgradable? You know, I have this old version, and then there's a new version that comes out with the next shipment, and the two are." are somewhat different. I can't update my older version, of the UV5R. I'd have to just scrap that and go get a a newer radio. Now, for some people, they don't really care too much because the radios are so inexpensive and they're going to buy a few new ones anyway that they'll just say, well, I'll just go buy the latest version of the radio. However, when it comes to programmability and being able to move your your files back and forth, you know, your your, uh, program files back and forth between the radios, uh, you can't necessarily do that, to, or at least you couldn't, you couldn't use to. I think Chirp fixed some of that, I think, at some point where you could uh, take older, newer versions. And if I'm not mistaken, I haven't messed with my UV-5R much lately, so I'm, I'm not really sh- 100% sure on that. But uh, there was definitely a time when if you had an older version of the UV-5R and you had the image file from that and you wanted to copy it over to another version of the UV-5R, you couldn't do it. It was just – it right. wasn't doable.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Um, chirp is, uh, another thing that we probably need to talk about. Maybe we could, could start listing some reasons why people wouldn't, wouldn't want a UV88 over a UV5R. UV5R does have a few advantages. Um, and chirp, I think, is a big one. As of right mm-hmm. now, chirp is an open source programming software that's used, um, by a lot of the ham community. It seems to be preferred. Um, by seems to be preferred by uh, the ham community for programming because it's it, of that reuse of files and, and things like that right now, the thuv 88 is not supported by Chirp, mm-hmm. but I think Anthony, you were in contact with someone on the Chirp team and um, maybe that's going to change at some point.
2: Yeah. I, I had a, I had a response from a guy that actually bought one from us and he was excited to get it and test it, and he did come back and test it and say it was um, his exact a little out of his pay grade. Um, the uh, the uh, I guess going through the back door on the thing and 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 seeing how it needs to be programmed. So oh, so that's not good news, right? So he copied well. He copied his file um, onto the Chirp website so somebody else could maybe take a look at it, um, mm-hmm. which was nice, but um you know i think i think um once chirp gets on board if they ever do it'll be a big game changer i, mean, I had somebody the other day that was man i'm you know i got one is there a way that is a simpler way to add all my repeaters and channels and then, unfortunately not you know it's it's not you could do some copy and paste on the the UV88 software but it's not there's not a quick fill portion where you can import Databases and things like that. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of goes, takes you back to old school programming. Um, you know, if you wanted a hundred channels in there, you had to type it all in there, unfortunately. Mm. But now the RT systems guys did come out with a software Mm -hmm. and I believe it does the, um, the import. You know, from a repeater book and other sources, I believe it does that. Um, yeah,
1: I think you're right. The, the RT system software is, I think, the best programming software out there. And they, they cover the UV-88. They were in, right on getting the UV-88 added um, right. to their software support. And they have some really great software. Now, the price is the problem there. It's 50 bucks for the software, which is more than the radio itself.
2: Uh, and you have to use their programming cable they do something with their proprietary programming cable now I've yeah, never their
1: licensing is in their cable like I think their software is free but you it won't work unless you're using their cable
0: right right well um, well it is but, pricey I mean, so you, it it is pricey but it it's worth it if you, if if it's going to save you a lot of angst when you're trying to do the programming
1: yeah, I, I agree with that. If you if you are really interested in you know the ease of programming and you're doing a lot of programming, then uh, I think it's probably worthwhile. It's just I think some people are going to have a hard time spending more for the software than they did for the radio, which I understand.
0: Well, Anthony, you've you've already reached out to the the trip folks, right, and and uh, inquired right. about them covering that, and I'm I'm fairly confident that at some point. You know, especially if if this radio picks up steam out there, uh, as it looks like it's starting to do, that they'll probably take a serious look and say, "Hey, you know, let's add this in at some point." And then uh, this would be this conversation would be kind of moot, really. But until then, it, it sounds like the RT systems is probably the best option if you're really serious about getting this programmed.
1: Well, or right. the UV eighty eight standard free software. Mm-hmm. That's also an option, I would say. True you can program it through their own provided software for free. But I think it is good news that the the member of the Chirp team has already purchased the radio and was interested in adding it. Um, it's just, I guess, it's a little over his head. So um, hopefully there's someone else on the Chirp team listening. And if if you know someone on the Chirp team, send them our way. We'll happily send someone a radio if they would uh, um, work on getting this thing in there. Yeah.
0: Well, we we've received uh, a number of comments uh mostly really good feedback on this radio so far. I'd like to read a couple of them if if I can. I'm not going to read through all of them and, and and of course we've had a few for, you know, support issues and things I'm not going to go into uh that that have pretty much been resolved. But um there was one Anthony you helped a guy out with his and he sent you a nice a nice testimonial on this. I'd like to read that if if I can at this point. Um This is from Amos. He said, pretty impressive little radio, especially for the price. I have a couple of Baofeng UV5Rs. Who doesn't? Uh, No comparison to the UV88. The UV88, great baby sibling to my UV8000E. I'm liking what TYT is putting out so far. If I take the plunge into DMR, I'll probably go with a TYT DMR radio then too. I also have a couple of BTEC GMRS um, V1s frequency-limited UV-82s, and while nicer than the UV-5R and decent radios, still fall a little short in the solidity and overall fit and feel of the UV-88, on par with my Ocean KG UV-5D 2 meter slash 6 meter HT, and that costs a lot more than the UV-88. And, uh, and that's from Amos. Now Amos wrote this. And um, he, You know, he made a, a good point, once again, that we, we kind of touched on earlier about uh, the durability of the UV-88. And I, I think we're, maybe we should talk about that a little bit more because that's one of the things with me. You know, I have the UV-5R, and it always felt to me like it was kind of a toy, especially when they start making them all these funky colors. And I mentioned this uh, uh, sometime back in, in a previous episode of the show. That's always kind of bugged me with all the... The, the little candy color kind of things are what I call them, but um mm-hmm. and and uh, the UV 5 the UV5R is I don't know somewhat durable <laughs> I wouldn't say it's really durable uh, I wouldn't uh, you know really run over it with a truck or anything but uh, and, and I can't say the UV88 is is so tough that you could drop it from the Empire State Building or something it would survive, but it it is a little tougher, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think it's definitely. Yeah, uh,
2: absolutely.
0: <laughs> I guess we settled that question. And and
1: stay tuned for next week's episode when we announce the UV-88 in um, yellow and uh, safety orange.
0: Oh, <laughs> please no. <laughs> please no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it's a much more durable radio, I think, than the UV-5R. And that's the first thing everyone says when they get their hands on one of these is, oh, wow, it's, it, this feels like a real radio. I think that's the first thing all three of us said when when we got our first shipment. And when we talked to customers who have bought it, I've heard that several times. So, it's got uh,
2: an MD-380 feel to it to me, like a shrunk down MD-380 that feels solid like the that radio. Yeah, um, I get that yeah, too. Yeah, I, I like kept, this, yeah.
1: I like the the display better on the UV-88 as well. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, we have another one here. This one's from Kevin, uh, and he's responding to uh, the THUV-88 uh, firmware update, actually. He said, uh, thanks. Now, if only you could have the... Oh, now if only you could have them allow VFO and memory operation at the same time. There are two receivers. Well, not really, but let's pretend there are two lines of frequency display. It would be great to have one line be memory and one line be VFO. Right now, both are memory and both are VFO.
1: Um, There is another thing I want to mention that I like better on the UV5R over the UV88, and um, that is the accessory selection. And I think that's more a consequence of the UV5R being on the market for so much longer than the UV88. But it's nice that for the UV5R, they have those, um, you know, gigantic battery packs that you can get. And there's also a lot of aftermarket accessories that are available for it. Um, I mean, fortunately, the UV88 uses the same audio accessories and the same programming cable as a UV5R. So, Any audio accessories and programming cables are going to be compatible between the two. But batteries, um, or things that are, are custom designed for the shape and size of a UV5R, there, there's a lot of options there and there aren't many options for the UV88 at this point.
0: The, the thing is that I don't know of any radio, I don't know of any any handheld right off hand that does that, you know? I don't know of any radio that does that in a handheld. So, Uh, that like would be saying, a "Hey, I, you know what would make this
1: radio better if it could talk to satellites?" Well, yeah, it would, but no one's doing that. Why do you- <laughs> if this radio yeah. were also
0: a ray gun, that would be awesome.
1: Yeah, I guess. But-
0: <laughs> I don't want to really get on my soapbox here, but I, you know, there is a point where it's like no matter how well you make something, there's always going to be a segment of people that say, "Okay, this is." This is great. Now, if it'll do this, it'll be perfect. And of course, you you add that in, and then they come back and say, okay, that's good too. And if you do this, that'll be perfect. And and, and at one point, do you? At one point, uh, is it perfect? <laughs> it's never perfect. Yeah, you, for, you for gotta some
1: realize people. what part of the market they're going for with the with a THUV88. This is a low cost radio. This is meant to be, um, you know, a good value radio for the money. And for a $35 radio, it's, it does a lot. And I think it does a lot better than the um, current market leader of this segment, the Baofeng UV5R. But... I mean, this is – you can get better radios in a UV-88. I'm not saying this is the best radio you can get. This this uses the radio-on-a-chip type technology where, you know, they they basically buy a chip and put it on the board, and that does all the radio functions. Same as a UV-5R, but it makes it really cheap to build a radio, but, you know, it's not the best selectivity. It's not the best receiver. It's not a, a super heterodyne uh, radio. The Quality – of of audio is not going to you, you know what you're getting with this type of radio i guess is what i'm, I'm trying to say don't expect it to be you know a, a fancy um 500 motorola
0: well no but it seems that that the more i don't know it just seems that the more you put into it the more some people want it and they want it cheap <laughs> cheaper. So, uh, and then there is some economy of scale there too. I mean, the more stuff you put into it, you can only do so much with a little, you know, little sub $40 radio. I mean, (laughs) I'm just saying,
2: no, I get it. I hear some of the suggestions that, um, I mean, I had somebody one time I wish they could make the flashlight brighter. Really? I mean, really? I mean, if you, you're, I'm not buying this radio. I wish they'd get rid of the flashlight. Honestly, I really do. I think the flashlights are ridiculous. On there. Um, but they always put them on there for some reason. But make it brighter, really? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's some things. I mean, scan. You fixed it. Great. I think that that's that's a necessity but some of the things like it's not going to be a game changer for me if I can't if I can have one line VFO and one you know channel mode you know oh I'm not buying that radio cuz I can't do that but everyone out there like is like that
0: i wanted to reach out to the next galaxy and i want it for 10 bucks <laughs> that's what i want I want a radio that can get that can reach Alpha Centauri and 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 back well, and, and for ten the, bucks. Well, now that
2: the FBI has has confirmed or CIA whoever it was that confirmed there's uh, UFOs out there, I want something that's going to talk to the mothership. I really do.
0: <laughs> Have them come get us.
2: Because <laughs> if, if stuff keeps going on like it is down here right now, you know what? Beam me
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Uh, that might be a good way to end this segment. Yeah, really. So, so over, (laughs) so yeah, it's, it's really getting out there uh, figuratively speaking. And uh, okay. So the UV 88 looks like it could very well, I mean, the jury's still out on it, so to speak, but it, it looks like it's pretty well on its way to at least being a serious contender, if not necessarily being a Baofeng UV5R killer. It, looks like a serious contender for the five R. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, Yeah, that's what I've been saying. All right. Uh, Um,
2: No, I, I agree. I think, um, I think change is good. mm -hmm. I think if, um, if it were, I, I, I I think it's a good thing. I really do. I, I'm I'm glad that I was kind of getting bored with the UV five R. You know, I'm sure eventually I'll get bored with the UV eighty eight until something new and improved comes out. The you know, laser shooting uh safe to use hundred watt <laughs> handy talk. You know? For nine
0: ninety nine. Yeah. For nine ninety nine. <laughs> and free shipping. With
2: free shipping free shipping, free programming cables and <laughs> uh, yeah. uh yeah. and does digital. Yeah. You know, there you go. Um, and so i think uh you know uh, we will so yeah. I, I i'm i'm happy it's here i really am i'm happy and i've been i've had a lot of fun getting to know the radio and learn the radio and um of course i always appreciate tyt support of their products you know
1: Man, I, w- I was impressed by that firmware update in 24 hours
2: yeah, when I sent that to Danny, I had to find the email. Danny was like really blown away by it. It takes a lot to get Danny, you know, to use exclamation points and emails, and he <laughs> did on that one. He was ex- he's like, I'm more impressed that it's firmware upgradable thirty five dollar radio.
1: Punctuation That's- in general is hard to get me to use.
2: That's right.
0: <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that wasn't that. That definitely was impressive. I mean, both your punctuation and and Tyt's response, but uh, <laughs> I, I would say that any company. You know, if that doesn't prove that the company stands behind their product, I don't know what does.
2: Well, it made us look like a champ, too. I yeah. mean, the guy wasn't griping about it at all. You know, he was just like, hey, you know, what? You know, I need scan. He, was, he actually needed scan. And um, when I came back, you know, 24 hours later with that, and I did not have my radio here to test it. I had left my, I'd worked from home the day before and I left it sitting on my dining room table. And so I felt kind of bad going, Hey, um, I've got this. I haven't had a chance to try it yet. Do you mind being a Guinea pig? And he was all for it. He's like, and he came back and he's like, boom, it works. i talked to, I was on the phone with him and i had emailed him and he's like, okay, here we go. Hold these down. Boom. It's okay. Let me test it. Yep. It's doing what it's supposed to do. And he was he was more blown away that he had a fix in 24 hours and he didn't have to send something back.
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet. I'm sure he was happy with that. One more thing. As a listener of the two-way radio show, you can use the promo code SHOW at checkout and get an extra five percent off the purchase of the TYT UV eighty-eight when you buy it at buy two All right. Well, uh, you know, the UV eighty-eight is is a great topic to be sure but we have another radio here that we're also very excited about and it seems so are a lot of the gmrs uh, folks too and that would be the kg the the ocean kg805g this is really um this is really taken off and it's been tough for us to keep these things in stock sometimes just uh, because the the demand has been so high for these Uh, but we have an update for that right now uh what what's going on with the 805g right now danny yeah, well, um much like the UV88, the
1: 805G seems like it's out of stock more than it's in stock on our website and uh, we're trying to get that under control. Um but uh yeah, we do have an update. Uh, when we first put out the KG805G, um it uh it's based on uh another Ocean model, the KG703E, um which is a um like commercial type radio. And we used that as the platform because – and one of the nice things about using that as a platform is it already had its certification for GMRS. Well, one of the, um, I guess, biggest sources of confusion from users was that certification on the 703E because it was from a number of years ago and it was for, for a different radio model. Uh, is for the 703E, not the 805G. Well, Ocean tells us that is completely legal and, uh, the radio was certified, um, for part 95 GMRS with, with no problems. But because we had several users reach out to us about it, we decided to sort of nip that in the bud. And back in January, we had, um, uh, them apply for a standalone certification for specifically the KG 805G. And uh, that has been approved now. So uh, the KG805G is officially approved for GMRS under the model number that it's being labeled as. So no one should have any concerns any longer uh, about the legality of the KG805G.
2: Thank goodness. Let me, that's me slow clapping. <laughs> that's me slow clapping right there. Thank goodness.
1: Did you get some questions on that, Anthony?
2: Oh, I was clapping. I was literally clapping in the background because thank goodness that is resolved.
1: Yeah. Were you, were you getting some questions on that?
2: Oh yeah. Well, what's going to happen to that Reddit thread? Does it just go away?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? That Reddit thread actually leads to a lot of sales on this radio. You wouldn't believe when I look at our website analytics, um, Reddit drives uh, – that one Reddit thread that you're talking about where uh, we talk about the 805G, um, it, it brings a lot of traffic to the website and uh, results in a lot of 805G sales. It's, it's um, kind
0: of strange. You know, there's one thing I'd like to uh, point out here about that recertification is that when we originally put this radio up on the site for sale – uh, it was listed at four watts with this recertification. Uh, it's actually at five watts now, essentially you're getting a five watt handheld GMRS radio, which is something that a lot of uh, the GMRS crowd wanted for a long time, but we really didn't have not in one that was specifically type accepted for GMRS. Now there is one, and we have it right. Um, That actually surprised
1: me because the 703E that we based the 805G on is listed as a 4-watt radio. Mm -hmm. So um, we tested it early in the process, and we just said, oh, yeah, that that exceeds 4 watts. So we we confirmed it. We'll list it at 4 watts. But the test that they submitted to the FCC came back at 5.1 watts, Mm -hmm. and that's what the FCC grant is for. So it's actually slightly over five watts.
0: That's uh,
1: pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I I was happy about that. It's better than coming in at, you know, a watt and a half and then
0: (laughs) that would be another problem. Well, there is one more thing about this radio that makes it very, very attractive. I think it's a very attractive radio to me as a GMRS uh, license holder, but I think it, it's also attractive to other GMRS users is that it supports a huge assortment of accessories that are compatible with other Ocean radios and that are compatible with with a lot of other radios. That, take, for instance, the it uses the K1 connector, which is pretty standard on a lot of, of radios. Uh, these days uh, from several manufacturers. So if you already have another radio, or if, say if you're a ham and a GMRS user like like I am, and you already own a bunch of radios that use a K1 connector and you get one of these, you're you have a if you have a favorite audio accessory or something, it's it's already set to work with the 805G. You don't have to go out and buy a whole new set of accessories. I think this is very, very important because in the GMRS world, um, and of course, I'm talking about FRS slash GMRS now too, is that historically, all of those radios from those different manufacturers um, have accessories that are pretty much proprietary to that manufacturer. Whether it be batteries, uh, you know, battery packs, uh, whether it be uh, audio accessories, cases, whatnot, um, belt clips, they're all pretty much proprietary for that manufacturer or that model series. But here we've got a radio that uh, there are a lot of other ocean models, for one thing, that have uh, a battery pack that will fit this radio as well. And uh, antennas, this has a removable antenna that you can get another GMRS uh, compatible antenna and uh, put it on there so you can customize this radio with uh, with the antennas. So you can potentially increase your range that much further. And you have the audio accessories. So I think all that, the whole accessorizing of this radio by itself, is a huge, huge selling factor.
1: Yeah, that was one of the big reasons that we chose the um, KG703E as the base model to become the 805. And that's because the the 703E is the single band version of the KG uh, UV-D1P, mm-hmm. the D1P being uh, probably Ocean's most popular ham radio. Um, it's a tried and true model. You know, we've talked about this b- before on probably several episodes of the show now, so I'm not going to go into to too much detail. But the um, UV-D1P, uh, since it's been around a while, has a huge following. It has a large base of accessories. So we just, we just sort of inherited that with the KG805G. And, um, it, we did plan it that way. So I, I'm not going to say we lucked into it, but, um, it, it is really nice. You're absolutely right about that. We have several battery options. We have a high capacity and a standard battery. We have a double A AA battery case. We have vehicle adapters, vehicle chargers, um, DC. Uh, cords for the charger um and of course it uses this the k1 style audio accessory so there's um that's the same audio connector as the the uv5r and kenwoods and um, tyts so there's a ton of audio accessories available for the radio
0: the the antenna factor i think is 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 also really really big, and you can also detach that and connect if you wanted to uh as some people do uh use it you know connect a mobile antenna or a base antenna to it and and do that sort of thing some people do that you you can because the antenna is removable and i I think that that's really really huge it's it's really big also interesting is a a user reported to us.
1: And, um, I haven't tried this myself, but I've, I've, uh, I think Anthony may have that the 805G is compatible with chirp. Um, and I I wasn't aware of this, but it, it is, um, programmable through chirp. If you select model, um, KG816, I believe. Is that right, Anthony?
2: That's correct. Yeah. And, And actually, uh, I think a user, um, let us know that, and it's, uh, it's fully, fully programmable on there.
0: Well, I have, a, I have a comment here about the 805G. This is from Mark. He says, uh, this is a very interesting find. Sounds like you addressed all of my concerns about using cheap radios for GMRS. The cheap ones have a good price, but performance is blah. I really like going single band and then having an antenna that is GMRS specific, as many dual band antennas just try to resonate on UHF. I was looking into getting some used commercial gear, but even those are 75 to $200 each. And you have to do some odd stuff to field change most any setting. I'm ordering one and we'll test it against the V1 and really hope it does better. And that's from Mark. Uh, and that I think that's, um, pretty much the consensus across uh, a, a lot of the, a lot of the GMRS crowd right now. So, uh, I, I think that's, it's good. It's good stuff.
1: Yeah, that, that is the consensus. It really is. I, I pay close attention to what the internet says about the KG805G because we have spent so much time on this model. And, um, we were talking about Reddit earlier and there are several, um, threads on Reddit about the 805G and they're all super positive. We had the one where they're, uh, they're mentioning the FCC ID being from several years ago and for a different model. We explained that. But other than that one, it's just uh, a lot of, oh, I got this radio and I can hit my repeater from 27 miles away. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've seen people impressed with how far away they're able to hit a, a repeater. And that's because they're used to using this um, GMRS V1, I believe, it's, which is – a Yeah. I, I think that's the model. It's it's a clone of the baofeng UV82. So it's um, – it's one of those radio on a chip type radios and compared to that one, we just keep getting great reviews. It's, um, one after another. Oh, I can't the audio quality is tremendous. Oh, I'm able to hit my repeater from so much further away. And it's, it's really nice to hear that.
0: You know that, uh, that Balfung is only two Watts too, isn't it? I, I think so. Well, it's strange
1: because on the, the GMRS V1 listing, Um, it listed at two Watts, but I Mm -hmm. know the UV 82 is a five watt radio. So I don't know. Maybe they, um,
0: maybe they have it in lower power mode for some, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I will say this though. I'm impressed with it. And um, I am look forward to doing a lot more with it. We're, we've got some videos coming on it, some more uh, articles I'm going to be writing here uh, soon about uh, this radio and all it can do and, and everything you can do with it. So, I'm, I'm personally, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, and I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, really, really delving a lot deeper into it. Oh, uh, you know, there is one more thing that we should mention too, and we were talking about—did uh, did we discuss the durability of the radio at all? Because I think that's another big factor. It has the durability of uh, the UVD1P, and that says a lot. It, it's really a more of a professional grade gmrs radio and that was one other thing that a lot of uh gmrs users really wanted they didn't want another bubble pack type radio for gmrs they really wanted something that was a little more pro was a little more solid feeling and and something that was a little bit more durable and i i we've got that we've got that here with the with the uh kg805g
1: yeah, I don't, I don't want to go into that too much because I think we've we've gone over it in, at length in previous episodes, but mm-hmm. um, I, I definitely agree with you.
0: Well, we got a couple of other things, too. We've got some new products out here. You know, we've been talking about HAM and GMRS, but we really haven't talked about CB radios much, and we have some products for CB that, uh, that we're also pretty excited about uh, that, that uh, I think are definitely worth talking about right now. And we're talking about the president radios.
1: Yeah, we became a dealer for president over the last, uh, I'd say, last month sometime, right? Rick, you added all of these models to the website. And they seem yeah, to the be, last last six,
0: six weeks, six to eight weeks.
1: They seem to be very popular, um, CB, um, CB radios. And they also have some 10-meter amateur radios as well. They do.
0: Some nice ones, by the way.
1: Yeah, they they have a, a very good range of radios, whether you're looking for a low-cost, compact C B all the way up to a, a high-end C B with SSB and you know all the features you'd ever want. They president has it. We encourage everyone to go out and take a look at their range of products. They have uh, they have radios all the way from you know low end, low price, compact CBs, all the way up to high end CBs with SSB and uh, and the like.
0: I have a list here of present. The interesting thing about the president radios is that they're named after presidents. And we're talking about, uh, I mean, we have got the President Andy, uh, the President Bill, uh, Johnny Three, and Taylor. President Taylor. Ronald, I, I assume oh. he, Ronald Reagan. Oh, that's a ham radio. Uh, the Johnson two, the Walker two. Uh, the See, I don't. Re- I don't remember President Johnny the Third. I think that's referring to John. That uh, might be John F. Kennedy. I'm not really sure, but apparently, supposedly, they're all named after presidents. You've right, got the Ronald right. I- ham radio and and Richard. <laughs> i, I get it I,
1: I, I uh i think it's funny that they shorten some of them like the andy yeah. and the the johnny because you know I, if, if you're naming them after presidents i think i would have stuck with you know andrew <laughs> or or john or just called it the kennedy <laughs> or something I, like that
0: i think they were just trying to make it fun <laughs> yeah i agree they look like fun radios you know there's um right now There is a promotion going on on two of these models, Uh, the President Walker II, and uh, I think that's the uh, Walker II FCC is what they call it, and the President Taylor FCC. There's a twenty dollar mail in rebate. You buy a new one, you you buy a new one from Buy Two Way Radios, which we are an authorized dealer now of the President Radios. You can get a uh, there's a a tab there where you can go uh, download the rebate form and uh you 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 buy one from us you fill out the rebate form send it in with your you know do the usual stuff with sending in the rebate information and you can get a 20 dollars back uh when you purchase one of these so that's just uh, uh and that's going on till june 30th 2020 so um if you're interested in in one of these radios this seems like a good time to buy one now okay
1: here's my question the president Walker. Who was President Walker? Am I missing a president here? Um, Walker
0: uh, was that first name?
1: I don't know. I, I can't remember any president named Walker, mm-hmm. first or last name. What, might be. What are they names. doing over there at the President Company?
0: <laughs> That's a good question. I'm not sure. Walker. All right. I tell you what. If if you know. Which president? If you know which president they're referring to. we'll will just t-shirt. Can I guess?
2: Sure. Yeah, Anthony solve this for us. Y- you already have a t-shirt uh, though. Wasn't there pre- <laughs> right. Wasn't President Walker on House of Cards?
1: Hmm. Oh, you don't think they named a CB after the House of Cards president, <laughs> do
2: you? I mean, possibly.
1: Well, let's get a let's get a CB
0: named after the Independence Day president. Wait a minute. Walker. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was uh, someone. One of the presidents had a middle name, I think, of Walker. Who was it? I can look it up real quick. Here it is. That's a that's some good trivia. I guess it, George Herbert Walker Bush is that. Ah, what we're doing? there you go, George Herbert Walker. That's Bush. That's
2: another one I was thinking of. Yeah,
0: could be George Herbert Walker Bush. Yeah, I don't. That's I don't possible. think you can count that. That no one called him Walker. Well, we just did. One of these presidents
1: I, with—I bet Walker. they thought, "Wow, if we if we name this CB the George W., we're not going to get any Democrats to buy it." So let's, <laughs> we got to be more deceptive than that.
0: Um, yeah, Garrett Walker, House of Cards, George Herbert Walker the Third. I mean, Garrett,
2: Garrett Walker was a Democrat in the show.
0: Yeah, U.S. presidents. To- I yeah, need to the, the shop only on my House of Cards, the, the only one that comes up is the one for House of Cards and and George H W Bush. So maybe it was maybe it was uh, George Bush Senior. Could be. He's uh, so. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, moving right along. Um, yeah, we we spent too much time on that <laughs> piece of trivia.
1: Uh, do we have any other new products to talk about, Rick?
0: Well, uh, yes, we do. We have some new power supplies um, to go along with your mobile radios and your ham shack, and and uh, if you if you're looking to convert a GMRS uh, mobile or micro mobile into a base station, uh, that we have some new power supplies out there, a couple of new models. One is the pyramid, and another one, the Samlex. Samlex, we've used some of the Sam. We have a Samlex that we use that we've used for ten years, and it's still going strong. So uh, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good brand of power supplies right there, uh, in our in our experience. And then you have the pyramid power supplies, which uh, are also uh, deemed to be very very good of high quality. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it
1: seemed like our our power supply selection was woefully lacking. We we were um, we had a few models from uh, you know a couple of Chinese brands, so it mm-hmm. felt like we needed to beef that up. Pyramid had a wide selection. I thought they had the best uh, coverage as far as you know you could get a really uh, low amp up to a very high amp. So there, there's quite a few models, and then Samlex just seems to be about quality, and we can attest to that. Um, yeah. They don't have a, a whole lot of models, but um, I can tell you their their power supplies work great.
0: Well, we've got those available now at buy2wayradios.com. And we've also put up a blog post or two about those. And I think we also have some recommended ones for uh, some of the individual mobiles. Now, you go to the accessory list and you'll find uh, certain power supplies that are recommended to, uh, for use with that particular mobile radio. And that should help. You know, that, that's one of the confusing things about power supplies is like, well, you can't just buy a power supply for a mobile uh, radio and expect it to just work exactly the way you want it. They There are different kinds of power supplies, and, and within those categories, there are also different um, – watches, amperages, things like that—things uh, that the output of the power supply uh, depends on what you're really going to use it for, because you can only—you know—you don't, you don't want to overtax that power supply, and yeah, Rick, uh, risk causes you wrote, problems. Uh,
1: you wrote a very good article uh, going into detail on some of that, but uh, mm-hmm. it's um, really you—you you need to know how much, how many amps your radio is going to draw, and then you have mm-hmm. to have a power supply. That can handle that.
0: And exactly. there's
1: uh, a lot of uh, peak information. Like just because your radio or the math says your radios will draw three amps, you your radio might draw 10 amps when you first press that transmit button and then there's a little stabilize search. at three amps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, you need a power supply that can handle those peaks.
0: Yep. Well, we're going to go into more in-depth, I think, in a future uh, episode. Uh, I've got a future episode of the podcast plan where, where we'll go a little bit more in-depth in depth and, and how to choose a power supply for, uh, for a radio, for a mobile. I think that could be very, very useful for a lot of people.
1: And if you're curious now, maybe Rick will put a, a link in the show notes to the article that he wrote about uh, deciding uh, your power supply or what power supply you need.
0: I will do that. I will do that. We'll. I'll make it so. Uh, there's also awesome. one other item that we need to touch on briefly, and uh, I think this is uh, news uh, that you provided here on the China shipping situation. What's oh, going yes, on with I, that?
1: I did want to provide an update on that because people looking at our website, wanted to buy radios, are probably noticing that a lot of import radios are out of stock, mm-hmm. and um, it's difficult to get inventory in from China right now um, because of how long it's taking uh, shipping basically uh, all the factories that we deal with are up and running and building everything at, at the same pace they were before uh, this outbreak but what happens is there's so much more demand for air shipping and there's so much less supply because All of the passenger airlines are no longer leaving China. So um, usually you would um, be able to put freight shipments on passenger airplanes. Those planes aren't running. So you've got a lot more shipments and a lot fewer opportunities to ship those. So pricing uh, has gone up quite a bit for shipping. And you're going to see that reflected in the pricing of some of those radios. We've seen um, 10 to 15% price increases on certain models. And uh, every time we order, we're seeing shipping prices go up more and more. So you you may see more price increases on these radios. But um, in addition to the price increases, we're seeing shipments sit on uh, or sit in uh, a hub somewhere waiting on a plane for weeks at a time. So um, if you're waiting on radios, that's probably the reason why. <laughs>
0: That's good information. Thanks, Danny. Um, well, uh, I think, other than that, I think that's all I've got for the time being. But we do have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Uh, the first one comes from Oh, the first one comes from Yeoman. And uh, Yeoman says, uh, so I was way out in the boonies over the weekend, and I heard a single transmission in Morse code on channel 17. I can't interpret Morse code, so I'm totally clueless what it was. Who uses Morse code on GMRS and why? And that's from Yeoman. Um, I can answer that one pretty quickly. The... Um, Morse, you're probably more apt to hear a Morse code transmission from a repeater. There are a number of repeaters out there, ham repeaters, some GMRS repeaters that will transmit uh, their ID in Morse code, and that's likely what you were probably hearing. Now, um, as far as radios transmitting Morse code or or CW, that sort of thing in, in the ham world, uh, it's known as CW or International Morse Code, um, it can be done, It's, it's possible. You are allowed to transmit your call sign in International Morse Code on a handheld or a mobile GMRS radio. But to be honest, I've never done it, and I don't know anyone personally who does. And so, you know, GMRS is intended for communications, not code, and it's not really a hobby service like ham radio is. So um, I don't think you're going to hear much of that. A lot of handhelds are not going to be equipped for that. Repeaters do it because they're built for it, and most, if if not all, of the consumer GMRS transceivers are not. So um, technically, you can do it. You can transmit your ID in Morse code on GMRS, but it's not something that. I've heard being done very much.
2: My, my thought is it was a, a repeater because I hear it on mine. I hear yeah. it on, you know, my uh, G, the GMRs repeater here in town where if I kerchunk it, I get a Morse code, uh, you know, sounding uh, showing that I hit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's just set up differently. It's like no different than your two meter or 440 ham repeater doing the same thing.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much all. I'm sure that uh, he heard.
2: Or it was those darn UFOs that were. Uh,
0: <laughs> the ones you're know, trying I mean, to reach.
2: I mean, <laughs> the I ones try you're trying to reach. I'm message
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. You just never know. Um, That's right. Well, our uh, next one comes from Lisa. Lisa wants to know: Is the Motorola Radius CP two hundred compatible with the Midland MXT two seventy five micromobile fifteen watt GMRS two way radio? And that's from Lisa. Who Wants to answer that one.
2: CP two hundred compatible. I mean, I guess if you it's a, if you've got a UHF model, you can make it. You can. You had to program uh, GMRS frequencies into it, but. I don't know that the CP two hundred is uh, part ninety five.
0: No,
1: I don't think.
2: Sports part ninety five.
1: I don't think it is. So it's it's technically possible.
2: Technically possible, but it it. may not be legal. Right. You yeah. Might you know by doing so you might cause a whole Reddit post,
0: <laughs> or a lot of them. <laughs> there, there may be outrage. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> From some of the GMRs community. <laughs> Uh, let's see. And our last one comes from Gerald. This is a comment. Uh, Gerald says it's gratifying to know that you have a working relationship with ocean. Thank you for engineering this project and getting quality GMRS and MERS radios to the market. He's referring to the, uh, KG 805 because there's a GMRS and a MERS version of this, by the way. Um, Would you work your magic and convince Ocean to produce a GMRS unit with built-in GPS topographical mapping? The only choice in the market is the Garmin Rhino series. These Garmins are just too expensive, costing in excess of $600 each. The GMRS radio on the Rhinos need improvement to be seriously considered for hunting, camping, hiking, or search and rescue. And that's from Gerald.
1: Oh man, I wish they would do that. Yeah. It, uh, it would be so nice. Um, I, well, uh, I've been in contact with them, but I'm not going to, I probably best I not get into details on things mm-hmm. that we're discussing because didn't who it, knows what the future will bring.
0: Yeah. D- now, didn't uh, Garmin get a kind of a special variant sometime back for that, but way before the 2017 change? Uh, regarding uh, GPS functionality with the G- GMRS radios, I think I think, um, it, it, I, I like think it was a time when it wasn't allowed, and then they got some kind of special permission or variance from the FCC for it.
1: Yeah, I think I want to say they got a waiver allowing them to transmit digital, uh, digitally encoded messages on GMRS yeah. frequencies, which was probably. The GPS coordinates, I would think. I believe so. Um,
0: but, yeah, I, I agree with that, that. Those were some very – they're very, very nice radios, but they were very, very expensive. And we did used to carry that uh, Garmin Rhino series. But um, when, they, um, when they retired that series some time back, I, I don't know that they've, ever, that they've ever done anything else with it since then. No, the, the Rhino the series is, is still going strong. Oh, is it really? The last time I went to their website, I didn't really see that they were that they were mixing GMRS with it, though. That's what I'm saying.
1: Oh no, it's it's definitely uh, the Rhino series. All Rhino series radio or models from Garmin have GMRS built in. That's uh, oh, okay. Okay, that's what the Rhino series is. Is it, it combines yeah. uh, a GPS with a GMRS radio? And yeah, they're, I they're great radios, but like the the commenter said, they're just very very expensive.
0: Yeah, they. I, I just haven't kept up with the Garmin series uh, ever since uh, uh, that other series they had just kind of expired, and we uh, we discontinued those. But uh, it just, um, I haven't really looked at it much. I've been to their site once or twice, but really, uh, I don't know what they're doing now. To be honest,
1: I wish that Ocean would come up with something like that, and uh, I kind of uh, doubt it's going to be anytime soon. Uh, maybe we will have something that's a step in that direction.
0: There's uh, something else to shoot for in the future. Another another feature to add to GMRS. Then it'll be perfect, right? Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions this uh, episode. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about Two-Way Radios in general, check out our forum discussion at TwoWayRadioForum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at TwoWayRadioShow.com or hear it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Blueberry.com, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, or Spotify. And I guess that does it for our episode this week. Before we go, any any other final comment? Anything we've discussed? I don't think so. Nope, I'm good. No no, no, no last-minute announcements or anything? Okay.
1: stay Stay safe, everybody.
0: Yep, yeah, definitely. All right, well, today's show is sponsored by buy Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, buy2way radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Remember, folks, you can do that on any of the radios that we discussed today, including the THUB88, the KG805G. Uh, you know, any of the, the president radios, the power supplies, all of that. Use a promo code SHOW at checkout, and you can save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445, or enter our live chat at bytwo-wayradios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feenster.
2: And I'm Anthony Roquet.
0: And we're out.